Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. On our AgCast today, we've got two very special guests. We've got Dr. Sushan Rue from Auburn Extension and Jimmy Ferguson, one of our fine farmers, blueberry farmers from Chatham, Alabama. Dr. Rue, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Mike? I'm doing very well. Jimmy, you good? Doing great, sir. Awesome, awesome. Let's talk about blueberries today, but before that, uh, Dr. Rue, tell us, how did you end up at Auburn? Yeah, so I originally came from China, and I moved to the U.S. for graduate school uh, after college, and I did my uh, Ph.D. and master's study at Washington State University studying apple breeding, and after that, I did my postdoc uh, at University of Minnesota studying uh, soybean breeding, and um, that made me, like... um, want to go back to the fruit community. It's just a lot more pleasant to work with uh, blueberries than working with soybean plants. So that's how I got a job here, and I started my position uh, less than two years ago. So I'm a uh, plant breeder, so my focus is to develop new uh, blueberry cultivars for Alabama using breeding and genetics. And uh, one aspect of that development is uh, you were we were talking earlier about computer models. You're actually using computers to help develop some of those cultivars. Is that correct? Yeah. So uh, technology is everywhere, uh, especially in breeding. And so right now, one project we are working on is to use uh, artificial intelligence to develop a smartphone app and so to allow growers predict. Um, blueberry yield. So mm-hmm. the idea is like we want the growers to be able to take a picture of the plant and with their smartphone and to get an estimate of blueberry yield. Okay. Is and uh, how long have you been using? Uh, computer models for that? So we started that project in 2022, and we got really promising data uh, from last year. And the goal is to develop this app uh, some sometime this year, in 2023. It's uh, an app that any farmer, uh, blueberry farmer, can use, and, and what, what will it do for them? Yeah, so the hope is like every growers can have access to that in the app store, and it will tell you the uh, predicted Blueberry yield, berry count, and maturity level. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of great information that uh, it can save time and money yes. for blueberry farmers. Speaking of blueberry farmers, we have one here with us right now, uh, Jimmy Ferguson. Tell us about your operation, and then we'll talk about how you two are working together. Well, I started out with just a rabbit eye, and um, we visited the. Uh, Savannah, Georgia, the fruit and vegetable show that they have over there each year, and they kept on talking about the southern high bush. So my wife and I decided we would uh, was going to plant some more, so we decided we'd plant the southern high bush. And we started out with seven different varieties. We was going to see what grew would grow in our dirt because we knew that some wouldn't, and they don't. So... We started out there, and then we got with the doctor here, and she's been working with us, and uh, we are we weeding things out. Mm-hmm. How many acres are you are you planting right now? Well, I've got a total of twenty five acres. I've got about uh, half of it in rabbit eye, and half of it in southern high bush. 
And uh, as I understand, uh, you're a little bit more unique because you have uh, mechanical harvesting. Uh, wh- how did you come to that? Well, uh, we had about 20 uh, workers, and they wasn't able to keep up, and we was planting more, and we decided we was going to need about 50, and it was just wasn't feasible. So uh, my wife and I was in Savannah again at the show, and my wife's a little bit late getting up every morning. So uh, when she come down to the show, I told her, I asked her, did she have a check with her? She said, what have you done? <laughs> so I said, well, come go, with me. <laughs> come go with me. So she uh, she got there, and we had already discussed it. And uh, But anyway, but that's the only way to go is mechanical. you got to cut down on your uh, labor, and you got to have uh, equipment, uh, software solders, uh, also uh, color solders to be successful uh, in this business. you got to cut the labor out. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're really, uh, really developing that. Where do you intend to go with this? How far do you want to develop your fields your uh, and your machinery? Well, uh, let's just say the equipment on the processing side. Uh, at this time, I've cut my, uh, just on my inspection table, from eight to ten individuals to this past year, down to four. I'm adding another uh Sorter this year that's way more sensitive. I'll have a total of uh, four sorters, and uh, my intention is to cut that down the inspection table down for two individuals. Mm-hmm. And that just helps get those blueberries to market that much quicker. That's How do you market your your blueberries? We got a broker. I'm a member of uh, an association. It's uh, 16 farms. We uh, consolidate all our fruit at the end of the day. And we got two big coolers, and it uh, as the broker uh, needs the berries, uh, he'll send trucks in, pick them up, and ship them wherever he needs to ship. Let's take a break from this conversation and talk to one of our good friends down at Alabama Ag Credit. Travis Jordan, how are you doing today? Mike, I'm doing great. How about you? Great. You know, most folks, when they think about Alabama Ag Credit, they think about production agriculture. But you're so much more. You also do rural property ownership. Absolutely. We, we do it really well because that's one of our mainstays. We've done it for years. Those properties include timber investments, pasture property, row crop operations, poultry, and recreation. Where we offer a great benefit for our clients is we're very knowledgeable in those areas. We have long-term fixed rates. We have a flexible down payment program. And this is what we're passionate about, providing opportunities for people in rural areas to finance and own property. Well, that's really good to know. So if someone's interested in that, how can they get more information? A great way to reach out would be our main phone number here in Montgomery, 334-270-8686. Or you can reach us on the web at alabamaagcredit.com and find more office locations. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Thank you. We have a good roundtable here of uh, extension and uh, farmer. Uh, how are some of the ways, Dr. Rell, turn this back to you. How are some of the ways that, that you're working with Jimmy and other farmers in Alabama to help develop some of the cultivars? Yeah, thanks for the question. Um, our uh, growers are 
the most important part for this breeding effort because like they are whom we want to serve. And so uh, I was fortunate to establish the connection with Dr. Um, Mr. Ferguson and from the very beginning and I have received so so many input, feedback, advice from uh, Mr. Ferguson and other growers. It has um, shaped the direction of this breeding program. How many how many farmers are you working with right now? Uh, so I got like um, maybe around ten farmers on my list, um, but. Um, there are like a, a few of them, like I reach out very frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal is to to be able to serve all the growers in our state. What is something that you would ask Mr. Ferguson, and and what would you expect from you know from his operation to help you with your research? So uh, I stepped into this position without much knowledge about blueberries. I did not work in blueberries in the past. So pretty much every information I got from Mr. Ferguson has been tremendously helpful, like how he ran the operation and the cost of establishing the um, machineries and packing house and the cultivars he has and the needs he has, uh, challenges for production and retail, pretty much everything. Jimmy, how important is this? Is it to you to work with Extension and to work with some of these groups? Well, just like with some soil samples, uh, you know, they take my soil samples and and do the analysis on it and gives me the results of what I need to do uh, for fertilize. If I have a problem, say with a disease or whatever. Uh, they get right on top of it, gives me what I need to do, and um, they're just a great help, and uh, it's, it's something you got to have in farming today. I totally agree. Would you like to add to that? Yeah, I think like in the near term, uh, it's more of a one-way um of this relationship, like I definitely benefit more from Mr. Ferguson than Mr. Ferguson benefited from from my program yet. But in a long way, we hope to have like, yeah, two ways. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, and uh, you've got to start somewhere yeah. with that relationship. And, and hopefully this will continue. Um, so let's look forward down the road a little bit. What do you see as, as some of the research or some of the things that you're trying to discover that Mr. Ferguson Ferguson and others will be able to benefit. Are there things, diseases, cultivars, something like that? What What is in the future for you? Yeah. So cultivars are the most important thing a breeding program can deliver for our growers. So the goal is we want to develop tougher southern highbush cultivars with better quality. And we also want to improve rabbit eye for fruit quality and other traits as well. So eventually uh, to deliver to our growers the cultivars they they want to take and to increase their profit and reduce their production cost. That's hopefully what the breeding program can provide. Other than some of the more obvious benefits, what are some things, some takeaways that you would like to see from this relationship? Well, like we discussed earlier today, uh, just the new plants that they're going to be coming out with would like to have them uh, self-pollinating. And, um, it just uh, like for them to come on about the first of May to get by the you know the cold without having to put overhead frost protection, um, and that's what I'm looking at now. Uh, I've got some that uh, I'm gonna have to put overhead frost protection on, but it's uh, a great expense. 
and uh, being a small farmer like I am, which is 25 acres, you know, it's 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 something that I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do. I've just have a kid. Right, right. Re- really eats into that bottom line it does. when you have to, a lot of the input costs. What I've done so far, I try to buy one new piece of equipment each year from um, the mechanical picker to the sorters, uh, you know, and and it's paying off. It's like this past year from just labor for me, uh, from picking the berry to bringing them to my processing facility run them through the processing facility, put them in a clamshell on a pallet to be shipped. I had uh, less than $2 a flat in them, where I know other farms had six, eight, ten dollars $10 a flat. So that's a big difference. Sounds like you're really streamlining your operation in, in a really good way. Well, um, thank you both for being here today, and we look forward to uh, the new cultivars that you'll be coming out, out with and uh, maybe expanding your operation or at least streamlining it even more, uh, Mr. Jimmy. So thank you both for being a part of the uh, Alabama AgCast today. Thank you. Thank you. And now, your weekly Ag Cash wrap up. In the wrap up, we want to tell you about a new refinery opening at Vertex Energy in Saraland. Vertex just cut the ribbon on a new renewable diesel refinery that will produce over 8,000 barrels a day and, when the second phase is complete, will yield over 14,000 barrels a day. So why are we bringing this to you? Renewable diesel is derived from soybeans and not just fossil fuels. Vertex officials confirmed that some soybeans would be locally sourced and some imported. Renewable diesel is also not the same as biodiesel, which must be blended with petroleum diesel, according to the U.S. Department of Energy. Because the fuel can be used in the same way as standard diesel fuel for trucks, tractors, and semis, and any other machines that use diesel fuel, less brand new infrastructure was needed, Daniel Hill, project manager for the renewable diesel plant, said. In her remarks at the ribbon cutting, Governor Kay Ivey talked about the importance of the plant to the state. All while contributing to the economic sector Alabama was built on, our agriculture industry. She went on to say, Alabama economy depends on our agriculture products and Vertex introducing this new renewable diesel. It's the fuel of the future. We will link the full story in the show notes. If you like the AgCast, please like and share it with your friends and family. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama Ag Credit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.